welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Hi, and welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. This week's show is a bit different. I want to revisit the most popular show of series two. How to set goals for your directs. Bit of a heads up, since recording the first series, I've changed some of the settings and recording equipment. So you might see a little bit of difference in sound. I hope that's not too distracting. It's the time of the year to set goals for your directs and yourself. It's an important time which can set you up for a challenging year ahead, but could also set you up for a miserable failure when it comes to the end of the year. Back in series two, I looked at the question of goal setting and how to help the process work well for you and your directs. That cast has become one of the most listened to in my whole series. So today, I want to give you another chance to listen again on how to set goals and some new thoughts I've added around how we can measure it. So, without further ado, enjoy it and let's get on with the show. Hi and welcome to the show. Hope you've had a great week. I have. Now, Let's look at that interesting subject of setting goals. Now, some thinkers believe that the yearly plan is an old dead idea. They feel that the real action only happens in the last quarter, when people get focused on getting the projects or goals over the line. That could be hitting a sales target for them, or it could be really around just getting ready for the annual review. One thing is definite. Our bonus culture drives the fact that people want to deliver their goals, so they'll do anything in the last quarter to get it over the line. It could also be the human procrastination gene. How many people leave things to the last minute? School exams are a great example of an ineffective last-minute cram. Projects which will never look like finishing on time will get some sort of superhuman boost in the last week to finish it. Now, Parkinson's Laws says that we fill our work to the time that we have available. So when the time gets shorter, the effort to finish seems to get higher. So the argument goes that planning for a year is not worth it in the long run. You should not plan a yearly goal for your team, just short-term goals. But I think that misses the one very important point, the distinction between the daily KPI goals and the yearly development and long-term goals. So as a good manager, you should be setting goals for your team to deliver results. And it's a day-to-day job of your directs to hit those targets. So that's a prerequisite of what you're going to be doing. You expect those to be delivering those results. And because the time frame is usually short, that's why you get the traction to get those jobs and those goals hit. Now we all have set production and sales goals. We are given a KPI to hit and a report on those KPIs daily. And if we have listened to one of my Friday thoughts, you know that my views on our business KPIs is that there is far too many of them and this is diluting managers away from the real efforts of hitting the important ones. But the KPIs are primarily there to make sure we deliver results needed to keep the business going and therefore keep us in work. If you use the idea of a focus working environment measured on hour by hour and day by day, then the KPIs for these kind of goals are working perfectly. But today, I want to look at yearly performance and development goals. 
These goals, in my experience, are so poorly done at all levels, they really miss the point of what they were put in there in the first place for. I know all of us have the idea of managing using a SMART goal. And if you haven't heard what SMART goals are, they're specific, measurable, agreed, reasonable and timely. Now, if you take those actions, actually there's only two of them that you'd really want to look at. You want it to be measurable and you want it to be timely. The other ones are obviously something you would have, but again, it's more of a prerequisite of what a goal should be. They've got to be specific. You have to agree them. So why would you put those in? But for the ease of measure, look at a goal being smart is a good starting point when you're setting your guy's goals because it'll help you in the uh, process of assessing them to make sure that they are hitting what you've asked them to do. And in a lot of businesses, these goals are going to be related to people's pay, bonuses and promotion. So realistically, you would have thought these would have been the most important things on people's agenda. But it's surprising how little people take notice of these when it comes to applying them and to make sure that they've got the highest marks that they can at the end of the year. The amount of people who don't seem to think of the goals as their goals. They're almost thinking, it's my manager's goals or it's the HR goals. Let's face it, it's your goals. If you don't hit those performance goals, whatever it's called in your business, there's going to be pretty much a good chance you're not going to get the pay rise that you think you're going to get. And that is going to affect a lot of things away from your work. Now, we all know HR are going to be all over goal setting. That is what they are there for. And they'll start badgering managers about setting goals months and months before the deadline comes around. There's an electronic system usually that will start showing who has and who has not done their team's goals and when they are due. So, our old friend the Parkinson's Law rears its head again. The deadline is last Friday of the month. And guess what? Everyone is doing the goal setting on the last Friday of the month. Come on, managers. We want to give you direct meaningful goals with a challenge for them to go and get. And you try to cram it into the last afternoon before the allocated time period. We can all do better than that, can't we? So unfortunately, what you get at the minute is half-thought-through goals, rolled over from last year sometimes, or a straight cascade goal from your boss above. Or worse than that, no goals at all. I've seen the end-of-year communications start with, please make sure your team has three goals in before the review. What? How have we got to the end of the year and a review without even having goals in place. So, I'm sure you know by now that Manager Matt is not going to be a person who starts looking at setting the goals five minutes before the deadlines are due in. So how do we get on the front foot for you and your directs when it comes to goal setting? Firstly, I would set my own goals with my boss from the get-go. You know what your team, department, factory is focused on. You know what you need to deliver to make sure you're a success. You should also have a good idea of what the company values are. So that when you're looking at these, you're not just going around thinking of the what's, you're actually looking at the how's. So you really do know yourself what you need to do to make it a successful year. Now, if you're not too sure how to start, then a good place is to build it around a set of very simple but repeatable actions that you'll hear in a number, if not all, businesses. And those are focused around safety, quality, cost and delivery and also you'll find environment in there so if you build yourself around those four or five topics it's so much easier to try to build the goals for you and your directs now these have been around for a number of years 
but it's a great foundation for any other goals. Other areas you might want to consider is things like um, building it around people, process, product, performance. Those four P's are real easy for you. From those anchors, you can start to build your goals that you're going to need to deliver for the year. There's also a personal development goal in there. Now, these can be separate as a section on their own or intertwined into the goals. One in here, it's not just around setting goals that, that, that are prerequisite for the job. I remember a financial goal which was set for someone in the financial team and it was to do the monthly report. Come on, that's not a goal. That's what the guy was paid to do. So what's next as a goal? Turn up on time every day? No, that's not a goal. So don't start setting goals that are just your day-to-day. The goal has to be something that's a stretch for the team. And on the reverse, you can't be putting something in there such as stop producing CO2 for your site or make sure every single customer has a 100% rating. There's certain things that are going to be completely out of your control. So make sure that your goals are not too far out of it. And that's where it comes into those ideas of being measurable and timely. And we'll get onto that in a moment. Right, now you have the foundation of the areas that you're going to assess the people against. So let's talk about the metrics that go with that. You need to be measuring those people's actions, and you need to know the metrics. So for both yourself and your team. Some of the current measurements you see are shockingly lagging. And what I mean by that is that the things that have happened in the past, they're not looking forward, they're just around what has gone on and how they can record that. Let's take safety for an example. One very common metric uh, that's put into a number of people's goals is to reduce the amount of accidents. So obviously that makes sense. So something would look like a goal that would say reduce accidents in your team or area by a percentage. So normally say 10% from last year. So that sounds like a good goal. Nobody wants to injure anyone at work. But listen to the metric again. So now is say instead of injuring 10 people that we did last year, we're now allowed to injure nine. And still it has goals. Are we happy at that? No, of course you're not. But at this moment, you're naturally shouting at me, well, the target should be zero. Okay, now let's look at that. Accidents. We're going to be measuring accidents. So accidents by their nature are unexpected, unforeseen occurrences. So do you want to be judged on that? Is it in your control? Is it measurable? Yes. But is it specifically able for you to control? And can you do it in a timely manner? So you've got to make sure the goal is in your hand to be able to do it. So let's look at the measurement that is more proactive than just accidents. So in a safety point, we might look at closing out safety opportunities in a certain amount of time. Number of safety engagement conversations made. Number of what we sometimes refer to as near misses closed out. So how many times can we get a near miss closed out that is actual real near misses? These are the things before accidents happen. And these should identify a problem and reduce that risk of an injury. So a little bit more subtle than an accident rate, but still very much measurable and obviously would be tangible. So we're now looking at a measurable goal that's actually easy to measure, very tangible, uh, and of course is about not, at the end of the day, injuring anybody. And also you've got to be very careful, as I mentioned earlier, about having goals that are a bit too um, woolly, if you like. You know, you could put down a goal of um, improve the morale of the department, so, very difficult one to, to record. It's very difficult to try to judge. You could say, okay, the morale is in the um, yearly survey. 
But again, have you got full effects of that? Morale, what does morale mean? So just be aware when you start setting goals that you don't have them too wide as well. So you do look measurable, but also, you know, how are you making it too hard for yourself? I guess it's that Goldilocks moment they talk about. Not too hot, not too cold, but something that stretches you, is easily measured in some ways, but also has a stretch. Now, I can't possibly go through every goal and every area in the cast. Uh, the idea of this is to look at the goals in an objective eye kind of format. Format. Uh, can I measure it, as I've said? Can I influence it? You'll have to sit down with your boss and your directs and look at those in detail when you start to set those guys' objectives. Uh, there will be less subjective goals nowadays because we have moved into not just the what you deliver, but how you do it. So a lot of the companies now are making sure that you have got approaches that are sustainable, are ethical, uh, don't use tactics such as bullying. So again, those are all the little nuances of management that becomes more and more difficult as you get into it. Because it's not as straightforward as deliver this by this time. You've got to know how you're delivering it, are you doing it in the right way, are you making sure it's doing it so that the ethics and the values of the company are maintained. And then when you've decided on the goals and they're all where you want them to be, you need to look how you're going to monitor and measure them. It's easy to put a goal into the electronic system, get it signed off and then forget about it till half a year. And that does happen quite a lot. As I've said earlier, some people don't even have goals at the end of the year. So they obviously haven't been looking at these goals and they obviously haven't been working to get them done. So the best way, in my mind, is to put reminders in your calendar and make sure you do regular updates with your um, directs maybe as an extended one-to-one where you spend another half an hour and you go through their projects, their Gantt charts, their plan, what they've been doing. Again, on the front foot, you should be doing the same with your boss, putting time in his diary to make sure you've got a case built of how well you're doing at hitting the targets that you've been set and the goals you had for the year. And also being realistic and honest, if you are missing them, what can you do to get back on track? And a lot of goal systems nowadays, you might close them off in three months and take on another goal. So although we call them the annual goals, sometimes that can shift and move around. Um, So it can be easy enough to sometimes close goals off. And also, as we know, when things come along, as they do, uh, some goals get parked and left for the year after. Because it might naturally not be able to do a goal that you had full intention of doing at the start of the year, but then ended up not doing it at the end. So think of it another way. You know, you love your directs, you want them to deliver results. So you need to give them the goals that stretch them enough to make sure they are impacting their work, to make sure that they can prove that they are doing the job they need to do. That when it gets to the end of the year, you've got a chance to make sure that they are showing you how good they are, that they have exceeded their goals and pushed it forward. And on the reverse, you've got to do the same to your boss. Get in front of him and make it easy for him. Imagine you are the boss and your directs come to you with all the goals filled in, with it all measurable, all aligned to the company values. How good would that be? Well, if you do the same for your boss, it makes it so much easier for him to judge you against the goals you've set for the year. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Now, one thing to mention is the idea of a process-driven KPI goal is fine, but you've also got to remember there are also development goals. You need to make sure you're looking not only on setting those goals that can be there for delivering for the person, but also how they can develop their own mind to move themselves forward and make sure that they've got their development and growth in hand. It is worth saying, again, don't do goals and goals assessments once or twice a year. Make it live. 
Make sure you are doing that process regular. I try to get that in at least every month or six weeks time. And also when it comes to that development goal I've mentioned, make sure it's their development goal and make sure they have got their stake in doing it. If not, it becomes another one of your goals that you're trying to help them get to. And really that's not the idea of the goal setting process when it comes to development goals. Well, thanks for listening. Now it's over to you. You've had the background of how it works. You've had the context of how it can deliver results to you and your business. You have a step-by-step guide. Now it's up to you to take action and start seeing the benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for Manager Matt this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.